0: Call right now. That number again is 800-280-2144.
1: The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for radiolawtalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now... Radio Law Dot com.
2: Welcome to Radio Law Talk. I'm your host, Frederick Penny, with Denise Dirks, Cal Hunter, and Todd Kunin. Cal is our producer. We appreciate you being here. Remember, call us at 855-LAW-RADIO. Tweet us at Radio Law Talk. Or if you want to email us, uh, a lot of times uh, our show is replayed multiple times email us at info at radiolawtalk.com. We like to have a lot of fun. We believe that we have an exciting and entertaining uh, and sometimes informative show. But remember, don't uh, follow up with any legal issues and try to use that in a court of law. We're talking about general topics. You know, seek local counsel, and uh, we're not giving uh, legal advice on this show. So we have we have to cover all those little tiny fun, you know, explanations and disclaimers to protect us right Denise and that's what we do this this hour we're gonna have another case or no case and why that's important is 50 points that is uh, is the most important goal to meet and Todd is at 46 points uh, and at 50 points he would be the winner but you can only get two points on a case or no case so it's important we're gonna do that that's where Cal Hunter our producer gives us a case we try to determine whether or not it's a real case and if so what the outcome is Uh, We're also going to talk a little bit about Trump's Twitter, the coronavirus lawsuits that may or may not, that are coming, that uh, I have been involved in a little bit uh, concerning businesses and uh, business losses, uh, whether or not they're able to claim these losses due to coronavirus on their insurance policies, and I'll, I'll briefly touch on that. And then we're going to do quick takes, which everybody loves Is our quick takes, because that's fun. Call us at 855-LAW-RADIO. Denise, you always know the phone number. It's 855-LAW-RADIO or?
3: 855-529-7234.
2: Yeah, and without further ado, by the third hour, we are ready to hit Case or No Case. Right
1: on. Now it's time to play Case or No Case. And it's a good thing, because this is kind of a, a, an involved one here. All Cindy Flynn wanted was to spend time with her grandson, but the baby's mother did not like that, Alice Henkel. The focus of their battle was Alice's young son, Elias, born May 2003. Alice was not married to Elias's father, Cindy's son, Corey, who was serving time in the Illinois State Prison for the second time, drugs. Alice and her newborn moved into her mother's home. Before her grandson's birth, Cindy had sent items for the baby, tried to contact her, Alice never responded, When Cindy heard about Elias' birth, she sent her a card. A month went by before Cindy got a call from Alice's mom, inviting her over to see the baby. After that, Cindy and her husband Mike began visiting a little baby Elias once a week. Alice was not happy. She claimed that Cindy came in, was intimidating, ignored her wishes. It bothered Alice, for instance, that Cindy once referred to herself as Nana. Alice requested she be called Grandma Cindy because the other grandma was already being called Nana. And uh, anyway, then in June, Cindy and Mike joined the Henkel family at the Catholic baptism, but the situation deteriorated quickly in the summer when Corey got out of prison. When they got back, finally, she said, you just can't come and see the baby anymore. And so Cindy Flynn decided, okay, that's enough of that. I'm going to go to court, and I'm so I'm going to ask you, Denise, because this is right up your alley. You notice I tried to pick one for each one of you today, and since you're a family law lawyer, uh, I would, thought I would ask you first, Denise Dirks, case or no case. What say you? Hey, Denise,
2: are you allowed if he asks you that to defer to Todd so he can go first and we can do the opposite of
3: him? No, because I, I think the arbiter of that was yeah. Cal. Oh. Cal?
4: I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> can can I can I ask a yeah. clarifying question? At the very end, you said that the that the mother said. You can't come see the baby. Who was that directed to? That was directed towards Grandma Cindy. Okay, all right. Grandma Cindy. Yeah, okay. All right, that's all. That's the only question. Okay.
3: Okay. And we don't know what state it is, so because I'm not. Um, I'm pretty a sure I said it was
1: Michigan, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Michigan. and I
3: just don't know Michigan law. Okay. I, I know California law and know how it would be addressed in California. The question in California is grandparents' um, petition. You would bring up a grandparents' petition to for visitation, not custody, but for visitation of, of your grandchild. And in this particular case, what you have is you do have a bond between the grandmother and the grandchild because. They have been seeing this child every month, and so there is that precedent, and the father comes out of prison, right? That seemed to be the reason why um, mother won't let Cindy see the grandchild anymore, right? So if the two parents are on the same page that Cindy cannot see the grandchild, then the two parents are going to be presumed to know what's best for their child who's two parent meaning the cory the one that was Corey, imprisoned and it. the mother of matter. elias even if the they're parents. not married
1: doesn't matter. He, it, yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter it doesn't matter it's, matters, if
3: the sorry. two parents agree then and they both have a right to custody then you're talking about their decisions going to more than likely stand unless cindy can overcome a presumption so i'm going to say that this is and cindy flynn is the last name what was the, that was what was the mother's name
1: uh, Alice. A- it's Alice Alice
3: Alice and I can't no, remember No,
1: Alice
4: what. is the grandma No, Cindy, Cindy Cindy's you. the grandma Alice oh, is the mommy oh, yeah. yeah, Yeah. didn't you say Her last name was in Wonderland? I don't know I don't <laughs> Okay know.
3: I'm sorry So this is definitely A, a very real scenario It happens um, all the time And there's not enough information For me to know the outcome If it was a case So I'm going to say No case
1: Okay Fred Penny, what do you think? Is this a case or I'm no gonna case? I'm going to say
3: it's a case, and this is interesting because
2: I think the smart thing for uh, Cindy and uh, husband Mike to do, that's grandma and grandpa, is say, Corey, uh, we'll finance you to go <laughs> to take her to court, and which probably Corey has no money, but Cindy and uh, uh, husband Mike and, and grandpa Mike probably have money, to have Corey go get custody, mm-hmm. and then, cu- then Corey can bring... The child over and hang out and say Corey lives with mom and dad or live next door, then they can see him. That's a way around it. I would see. That's a, a very good uh, idea. Idea of doing it. So I think it's a case, and I think Cindy and husband Mike win because uh, I'm just going to say that so I can get my points. But I'm on a side note. I'm going to say. They do it through Corey, and he goes and gets custody, and, and Grandma and Grandpa are able to see
4: the little baby. Way too innovative a solution. Mr. Cunin, yes. what say you, case or no case? I'm going to say that this is a case, and I'm going to say that the mom, Alice in Wonderland, uh, that, yes, <laughs> I'm going to say that she wins Because she's able to show that Despite the fact that there have been previous visitations The visitations were contentious The grandmother continued to do things Contrary to the mother's wishes Calling her nana, doing other things And that when the son got out of custody It's interesting that the son wasn't bringing the suit for custody and that there may have been something precluding the son from seeing the child. And by having the grandmother have custody, that increased the likelihood that something was going on there. So I'm just going to say is a case and mom wins. Grandma does not get to see the baby. Okay, that's interesting. I mean, these things Corey can get. Wins, these, I say. Yeah, you think
1: the 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 guy who was imprisoned. These yeah, things can wins. get he so gets, complicated yeah, sometimes, and the nuances of these are the thing that amazes me. Is you know, the judge will lean okay, well, is the child benefited by this? Is there an mm-hmm. attachment? Mm-hmm. And the beneficial thing apparently is is a key component in this particular state's law. So it's it's really fascinating to me, all the stuff that judges have <laughs> to try to figure out going through all of you got this. It. So Denise is happy that there is a case because it's the answer is yes, it is a case. Oh! And, oh and Denise is wrong.
4: Denise wrong. guessed no case. Uh, yeah, Denise I said no case. I, don't, I, don't. I, I expected you to go, It's all right,
1: which would have been really interesting had this actually happened. Yeah, but, but I do <laughs> not have the time to give you the answer
2: explanation Well, you're going to give us the explanation on the way back on on the on the backside. So when we come back, we're going to hear the finalized version of uh, Cindy Lou Who,
4: Cindy Cindy, Alice and Cindy. Cindy Lou Who. What's Cindy's name in in? Cindy Lou, you, who, Cindy Lou Who is from is The Grinch. From the Grinch, that's yeah. what I'm saying. From yeah, Cindy, Cindy Lou, Lou Who. who yeah.
2: We're going to find out what's going on with Cindy Lou Who. When we come back, we're going to talk about Trump Twitter and coronavirus lawsuits. We'll be back.
1: All right. More Radio Law Talk is coming up, including an explanation, at least, of the uh, conclusion of Case or No Case. That's right after this. Don't go away. The cost of getting rid of garbage is high, and recycling products is lucrative. If you're a business, or know of a business that needs an individual compactor or baler, call Northwest Compacting at 888-201-0911. If you already have an industrial compactor, baler, or shredder, and need service, don't forget to call Northwest Compacting at 888-201-0911. Northwest Compacting, your full-service industrial compacting and baling company. Read more about them at northwestcompacting.com.
0: When you were a little kid and you thought about what you wanted to be, teaching was at the top of your list, but things changed. And as you got older, teaching didn't seem like the best option anymore. So you're thinking you'll be something else. But what would your 12 year old self say? Now you want to be a doctor. You don't think teachers save lives? 25 at a time. An actress? Try playing a different role every time the bell rings. How about a scientist? Ever heard of physics, chemistry?
4: I'm going to quick quack car wash, get my car washed, make it quick quack, pretty shiny, sexy, just because I want to, don't drive dirty, going to get my car suds at the quick quack car wash. It's the quick quack, quickest and the cleanest by far, we're talking three skinny minutes, sitting right in your car wash, a hundred feet of cloth, washing your car at the quick quack car wash. Any Honda, Mazda, Ford, or Chevy, Sobber, Cadillac, quick quack. they will spruce her up just like that. You'll be happy looking snappy. You'll be glad you was at the quick Whack. Car wash, it on the web and go to don'tdrivedirty.com and see where you got your closest quick quack in the local area. Get in your car.
5: Get in your truck.
4: Get on the road come visit the duck. at the Quick
5: Quack Car Wash, where your car will always leave happy, guaranteed. They take pride in being clean and green by conserving and recycling the water they use only at the
0: Quick Quack Car Wash. I'm a veteran. We hit a mine in Vietnam. When I came home, I didn't know where to turn. As America's veterans face challenges, DAV is there. My victory's been never giving up hope. My wife is always there to remind me, we have a life to live. DAV
6: provides a lifetime of support, helping veterans of every generation get the benefits they've earned. I am a veteran, but after I got out, I spent two years alone and homeless. Every year, DAV helps more than a million veterans so they can reach victories great
2: and small. My victory was finding the support to get back on my feet. Now, I'm getting things right with my family.
7: I finally admitted, with my PTSD, I wasn't doing well.
6: But there's more to be done and more victories to be won.
7: Now I wish I'd found DAV sooner. I am a veteran. My victory
3: is just enjoying each day.
6: Help support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org.
2: Radio Lata. I like that show. Oh, stop it.
1: You're listening to RadioLawTalk.com. And now back to your host, Frederick Penny.
2: Cal, that was a very interesting case or no case you did. So Thank you. why don't you just uh, give us... A very brief overview of what happened again and what the answer is.
1: Well, there's a debate over grandma visiting a baby when the baby daddy's in jail and then the baby dad comes out and he, when the baby daddy comes out, he says, I don't want her visiting anymore. First off, she's a Christian ever since she started serving the Lord. She's goofy. I mean, that was one of the things he argued, a lot of those things. But before we go too deep into this, I want to remind you, and Denise would tell you this, that grandparent visitation laws very significantly from state to state and under this one I said Michigan it was Illinois and I apologize it was Illinois under Illinois a grandparent who wants to see her grandchild must show that the parents actions and decisions to deny visits are harmful to the child's mental physical or emotional health so the circuit court held that Cindy's voluntary visits with Elias didn't create a problem and that Alice tried to develop a natural relationship It was only after Corey filed his petition for visitation rights with family court that Alice stopped Cindy from visiting her grandson. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, and it went through multiple layers, Cindy now visits little Elias three hours at a time, unsupervised, and Alice may as of yet appeal to the Supreme Court of Illinois. But that wow. is is the—it's a complicated Fred's thing. Three it.
3: hours for once a month, once right? Once a month, right. Which That's is consistent with yep. what she was getting. Yep. Okay, perfect. Yeah, so wow. And that,
1: ladies I, and gentlemen, is...
3: All, I think Fred, you nailed it. I did.
1: So Fred Penny gets two points on this deal. Yep.
2: And, Cal, and you get one, Todd. So I get yep. one.
1: And Denise gets one. No, I get
2: none. No. Or, none. Or, or, I said no uh, case. So
1: you're right. I'm sorry. So the
2: points right. are now, you got... 45,
3: right, Todd? Oh, no, 47. 47. Ooh, and you've have? got 45. Yeah. Todd, I'm on you. Starting to close. Yes. And I'm clear down here at 40. Oh, I could so.
2: catch you next week. What's that cross-country
1: movie about the the, the team down in the valley, you know, with, with Kevin Costner where he plays the coach of I don't know. McFarlane. McFarlane. So I'll, like McFarlane, Fred's that I'm trying Fred's to catch him. Fred's the chubby you. runner catching up Help to me the catch. Lead. Help <laughs> me catch him. Next
3: week, let's make Todd go first every time. You know what he is? He's the 15-year mortgage runner.
1: That's right, fast, going faster. That's right. <laughs> okay, I'm yeah.
3: doing
2: that. All
1: right. Well, this. Don't forget during this during this last good.
2: hour, we're going to do our quick takes, and I've got a good one. So you make sure you you hang on till the end of the end of the hour. Uh, call us at 855 Law Radio or tweet us at Radio Law Talk. Remember, uh, you can email us at info at Radio Law Talk during the week. We'll respond. the best we can we have to there's a couple of elephants in the room that the trump tweets uh and the trump the social media crackdown uh, supposedly that he's gonna try to do on social media what this is the first time at least that i know of where you've got twitter and facebook kind of disagreeing and zuckerman don't forget facebook and zuckerman the owner he's been through it's not zuckerberg zuckerberg, I mean, I, mean, zuckerberg I mean not zuckerberg zuckerberg um the owner is absolutely been through the ringer. He really has on a number of things, and I think he's just saying, "Twitter, shut up! <laughs> Don't open this can of worms for us." And 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 now it, there's there's becoming a battle. Now, you know, who's whereas gonna,
1: Twitter may be saying, "Good, this may give us a competitive advantage yeah, if we can push yeah, their face in the mud." I think Twitter's month. been yes, going right. down.
2: Right. I think you know you got Instagram, Facebook. Uh, uh, TikTok, all that stuff. I think that Twitter is again. I don't know all the the numbers, but they're getting some some publicity. So what happens is, uh, generally speaking, and generally speaking, these social media, um, uh, you know, these social media TikToks and Twitter, they can govern what is put on their private platform to some degree. And what they do is they can they can fact check and they generally. Uh, anything that's offensive and in fact there's there's the, there's a rule that uh, because they have free speech but there's some rules that that govern uh, these social uh, medias but but they they govern themselves generally isn't that correct so but 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 the issue's been that there's been argument by conservative groups and lawsuits saying they're they're unfairly targeting the conservatives uh, erasing or or using their quote discretion to not allow them to put what they want on, yet the more liberal um, uh, people are able to put whatever they want on without being censored, and that's
4: that's the general argument. Exactly, and this comes from what is it 47 USC yep, 230. That's I was about. 47 right. USC 230 was enacted, I believe. Uh, well. ...amended to apply to this back in 2018. Essentially, before it was changed, early court decisions had held that if an online provider like a Facebook, a Twitter, something like that, if they censored or restricted certain content from coming out, then they would be deemed a publisher of all content that came out, and as such, as a publisher of content would uh, face liability. So in 2018, Section 230, uh, uh, of 47 USC 230 was amended so that any online service provider who censored content that they felt to be inappropriate, for whatever reason that they felt was inappropriate or lewd or misinforming, they would not be deemed a publisher and have to face civil liability as a publisher of that content. So what the executive order from the president says is that the provisions of 230 were not intended to provide the type of censorship that Twitter is and other service providers are engaging in and has stated to protect the freedom of speech rights of individuals and how that's the bedrock of our country, has instituted the executive order that forbids the censorship of this type of content. And, you know, we're coming up on a break. Look... I believe in free speech. I really do, but I think that this executive order is going to face some challenges. It, right. it is, based and upon the way it's worded.
3: Because it's not only just to um, to change that, but it's to change the liability of those companies right. for that type of censorship. By the way, that's the 19. That's what I was looking
2: for. You you bailed me out. The 1996 Communication Decency yes. Act is what it's called, and basically, like you said, it. It's, it protects these Twitter Instagram Facebook from being sued civilly right. that's and, and we got freedom of speech. We'll be back talk a little bit more about that when we come back.
1: So is Twitter responsible or the person who posts on Twitter responsible? That seems to be the question and we'll talk about it more next right here on radio law talk. All advertising for legal services on radio law talk, Thanks, Tax Doctor.
0: If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. (laughs) That's 800-814-5108 If you are trying to quit...
4: Is this real life? Oh, come on!
1: This is Radio Law Talk. And now, back to the show.
2: So we're back talking about the tweets, uh, the Trump tweets, and what's constitutional, unconstitutional, his executive order. We've teased as to what uh, what he's going to do. Uh, he definitely is going to, or he did, uh, uh, have an executive order due to the fact that Twitter uh, did to some degree censor him. What they did is they basically put, you know, they fact-checked his, something that he said about mail-in ballots. And by the way, I've, I've looked at both sides, and you can argue there is an argument that it's true, and I've heard everyone say, "Oh, it's false." And I'm not jumping on Trump's side, but th- that is the that is the most incorrect thing when people say what he said is false. No, it's not 100% false. It's the way you read it, because there are issues with ballots going out to people that are dead, that are going. There are stacks of ballots that they're finding different areas. It's just, it's it's how you interpret it. We could argue all day, and I don't want to sit here and argue which interpretation is correct. The question is, can Twitter censor him in a way by saying, this, we've fact-checked, and this is not correct, and or can Trump then have an executive order kind of going against this, uh, I always forget the name of the law, the... Uh, the uh, 1996 communication decency act which protects the social media um, um, you know twitter platforms, platforms mm-hmm. from being sued that's what, that's what our
4: issue is.
3: And yes. that's for the content that other people put into right. that platform. Right. That's
4: exactly right. That, that's right. And, and again, that issue there was they don't become a publisher by censoring the content under that law that Fred just right. quoted. Which is interesting because when you look at one of the tweets from the White House that was censored, it said, quote, The president did not glorify violence. He clearly condemned it. At Jack, they referenced the person who's responsible for Twitter's fast, fact-based checking. It says, at Jack and Twitter's biased, bad faith fact checkers have made it clear Twitter is a publisher, not a platform. So the tweet is aimed at trying to say this law doesn't apply to them because they are acting as a publisher, not a platform, despite the protections that Fred has here. But um, the, the issue that I have with the president's executive and, and that's related
3: order, to the um, officer getting charged in the murder.
4: Correct. Yes, yes. That's not related well, that, to that, the. That, that was related to censoring. Uh, the president's tweets on looting and what was going on. So the problem that I have with the executive order, and I'm also going to say that Twitter and Facebook maybe be careful what you ask for, is, is this. The Constitution of the United States protects freedom of speech. And the protection of freedom of speech is a protection against the government encroaching on your freedom of speech rights. It is not a protection from a private entity doing anything related to your freedom of speech rights. It is a protection keeping the government from quelling your speech. And so when you have an executive order that starts out under the guise of protecting free speech, and the way we're going to do this is to clamp down on a private entity, that's not what the First Amendment is for. And so I think that it's gonna have an issue there. It's also going to have an issue to the extent that, it, that it, the executive order purports to interpret the intent behind 47 U.S.C. 230, about what it really meant and what it really didn't mean. Look, that might be well and good. The president may be absolutely correct in what he says. The problem is that interpretation didn't make it into law. What we have is what is in the code, and if the legislature doesn't like the code, or if the executive branch doesn't like the code that was passed by the legislature and then signed by the executive branch previously, the executive branch can't just come in and change the meaning of it. You've got to go through the political process, get the code amended, and have it changed to do, to, to do what you think it's supposed to do. But the issue that I see here where Facebook and Twitter have to be careful is for the longest time, Twitter, Facebook, all of these online uh, agencies have been arguing that we should remain unregulated. This is free speech. We don't want the government regulating what we can and can't do, and if they keep this up. They are calling for regulation. At some point in time, because it's interstate commerce and the Congress can regulate that, if this right. remains, then the government's going to step in and say, you, because of this is so widely used and because it is so broad, Controls. you cannot censor the way that you are doing it. It, or you can censor. It really depends on which political party is in power in Congress passing the on. Well,
3: not really, because it could be bipartisan. But, um, what, what that
4: that happens really, all the time. Right now the <laughs> left loves what Twitter is doing and the right doesn't. Okay? So I don't think that if the right proposed a bill that would prevent Twitter from doing what they're doing, that you would have any bipartisan um, engagement from the left say, okay, yeah, we agree with that, because they love what Twitter does. They, they they like it that Twitter is saying you shouldn't do this. In fact, uh, AOC grilled executives from Twitter and Facebook about will you commit to censor future Facebook political posts that you find incorrect? That's what they want. So, I, well, I, I don't in know. any
3: event, I think that the executive order by being coming a part of a governmental order. Is now stifling speech, and I think that that is going to be deemed unconstitutional because these be. platforms are not governmental platforms; they're public platform or private platforms, and they don't have they have their own right to freedom right. of speech.
2: Here, ready for this? Now I'm going to throw a wrench in what you guys say. You <laughs> got to understand this. Two things. Number one, if I was the president, I would go a different route. I would pursue this as a monopoly. And try to break them up because this is really a monopoly. There's two or three social media platforms that monopolize everything that goes out.
4: Who can start something that will compete credibly with Twitter right no now?
2: No one. Twitter, Instagram, or so what I'm trying to say, president, go in and fight it as a monopoly. So that's the one thing Fred Penny throws out. Here's the second argument. Ready for this? The second argument, that's what I'm saying. I agree. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, be careful, be careful. And and I think that, uh, uh, I always say Zuckerberg, I always say it wrong. No, Zuckerberg is Zuckerberg. correct. That's right. I always, look, he was smart in saying, whoa, 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 let's just be careful on how, because they're allowed to censor, uh, but guess what the censorship says under Section 230? It says, you missed an important part, their censorship or their review is to take action, quote, in good faith. I think the arguments now are going to say you are outside of what's good faith. Go look at what Democrats that they are censoring or have censored. Go look at if Pelosi if they've censored her or reviewed what she's done. And again, I'm not jumping on Republican side, but if I'm, if I'm arguing this, I'm going out and finding all the things that were said by Pelosi or the Democrats that were wrong, and I'm going to ship it over there and say... All right, did you censor this one? No, you didn't. You're well, not that's just in arguing bias. No, no, that's what I'm trying. To, no, no, no. Under Section 320,
4: 230.
2: Uh, I mean, 230, 320, 230. Uh, a dyslexic. Um, it says they have to do this censorship, whatever, in good faith. So right. their best argument's going to be, I'm just throwing arguments out. You know, I'll argue both sides. Argue this was not done in good faith and show it and prove it. <laughs>
4: In the first hour, we talked about the effect of the lockdown and churches not being able to be opened uh, or have more than 25%. And the argument there was churches have to be treated like every other secular institution. And if the other secular institutions are suffer- are subject to the same restrictions, then churches are not being singled out. And that's the key here. Who is being singled out? And and what, Fred, if I understand what you're saying, you're saying that, the, that Twitter would be possibly in violation of the good faith portion of that section if it can be shown right. that the only censorship or the vast majority of censorship is going towards those of a certain political persuasion, whereas similar – inflammatory or type comments made by those of other political ideologies are not being censored. That would have to be the argument. Now, but, you know, I would
3: say it, it, that in the violence category, it's going to be equally censored because they're very active about censoring Everybody under the violence category. Probably true. Uh, that's, that's true. Uh, but, but one but, of the he, things they're pointing- But the more political category is what's fake news. And if you were an Oregonian and you look at what Trump tweeted, you would say that's absolutely false. There has never been fraud, and we only vote by mail. What? Okay. Right? Never been fraud? No. Okay. Never oh, been fraud in your mail-in ballots. I don't. I don't agree. Okay. With that never been fraud. How do you know of? How but do you here, know? Here's, here's a, here's... There's never been fraud in Oregon's mail-in ballots. They've been doing it that. for well over 20 he, years.
4: Here's no, here's a problem that. with that censorship model. Well, you haven't been there. Here's a problem. With, I have. But you don't know that though.
3: You don't know that. I do. How do you know there's because they a have they test it. They yeah, actually test
2: yeah. it. You're saying they catch fraud every single time. How do you know that someone sitting at their house, Denise, didn't just sign off for their dead mother and send the ballot? How do you, How do know you that? How do you prove
3: a negative? That's exactly
2: right. So you can't say this happened. You Which say, is why that's not. the main argument against them? No,
1: the, right. the
3: argument is, is it more likely than not? It's not, has it never happened? Because we know in, in Mississippi or whatever it was, the governor's race was tainted in mail-in ballots. We know that happened. That was fraud. That was discovered, see, and it was fraud. that's
2: what we don't want to argue. Remember I said we can argue that back and forth. Wait, we got 30 seconds. We'll be back. We'll keep talking about this.
5: At TicketChocolate.com, we believe that simplicity is best. We also know that chocolate is one of life's finest things that can help you savor your greatest moments. Late night visits with old friends, overdue romantic moments, and quiet mornings all to yourself. See their wide variety like hot chocolate sticks or creamy marshmallows and a lot more at TicketChocolate.com. They remind busy people like you to take time for the pleasure small things can give. TicketChocolate.com, where simplicity is best.
0: garbage. Garbage is high, and recycling products is lucrative. If you're a
1: business or know of a business that needs an individual compactor or baler, call Northwest Compacting at 888-201-0911. If you already have an industrial compactor, baler, or shredder and need service, don't forget to call Northwest Compacting at 888-201-0911. Northwest Compacting, your full-service industrial compacting and baling company. Read more about them at northwestcompacting.com.
2: If you pay my fee. I'll take your cake.
1: All around the world, the world, this is RadioLawTalk.com. RadioLawTalk and RadioLawTalk.com.
2: Oh, I think we nice, that nice, sweet music that calms <laughs> us down after. <laughs> uh, no, Denise, by the way, we all we're all really good friends. We get along, but we both we Denise will argue. Everyone thinks, oh, Denise, you're arguing the the liberal side, and Fred the conservative. Let me tell you, Denise will will argue the conservative side, and I the liberal anytime. So that's fun about this is we go back and forth and argue. Both sides. That's why we're great at lawyers. Go ahead. Tom.
4: Well, on, on the voter fraud issue with regard to mail in ballots, I just wanted to point this out that in two thousand twelve the New York Times. Now mind you, this is the New York Times that President Trump hates. You know, they're fighting against each other all the time. But the New York Times in two thousand twelve published an article entitled Error and Fraud at issue in absentee as absentee voting rises and the article noted that there was quote bipartisan a bipartisan consensus that voting by mail is more easily abused than other forms and that votes cast by mail are less likely to be counted more likely to be compromised and more likely to be contested than those cast in a voting booth in 2005 a bipartisan commission on federal election reform that was chaired by former President Jimmy Carter and former Secretary of State James Baker concluded that, quote, absentee ballots remain the largest source of potential voter fraud and that vote-buying schemes are far more difficult to detect when citizens vote by mail. And so before this became an issue with the current president saying, hey, you know, this – leads to an increase or is an increase it was a bipartisan issue that everybody looked at and said yeah this is really something that is
3: that could that, that
4: is and could be problematic now the reports that have come out now are that the reason it's problematic and could result in fraud is for example in nevada there were bags of absentee ballots that had yet to be filled out that were sitting there any could we could have picked those up filled them out and sent them in and we don't know if they were sent in that you know we talk about detection the only things that are detected are the people that sucked at fraud the ones that were really good and got away with it they don't detect those and i think that it's pie in the sky to think that every instance of voter fraud are detected. I know in every other crime, the, take DUIs out on the road. The number of DUIs, I worked in a county where we prosecuted 6,000 DUIs a year. And guess what? That probably, according to Mothers Against Drunk Driving, represented maybe... 5% of the total number of DUI drivers that were on the road at any given time, we always catch the vast minority of those that are engaging in the activity. To say it's not happening when there's the potential for it to happen, the bipartisan commission has said that there's a potential for this to happen, and we've found instances where it has happened. To say that it's not occurring in larger numbers I think just ignores the statistics. So that's just my and, opinion. And,
3: and I don't think that it's a Democrats game that it can go either way. So, oh, it's, I agree with that. So, the partisanship is important to note. But what Trump is implying is that he's going to be kicked out of office by voter fraud. Or That's what he's doing.
1: Or he's implying that the process is not to be trusted, and if the process is not to be trusted, nor can the results be. And I don't think any of us can disagree with the that overall premise. I admit that he may say that vote vote by fraud. Makes it worse for him, potentially. But I really think the honest bottom line is, if the process is tainted, how can you trust it? And how can you be sure that it's not tainted? And the answer is, unless you do thumbprints or other forms of actual
2: voter ID, which... So, yes, you're right. So let's move back to where we were. Is the Twitter issue? So I think those are all good arguments for making it. Let's move back to the Twitter. Now the question is, we can argue back and forth. Both sides will argue what Trump said. It's le- right, wrong. The question is, should Twitter use the, uh, and censor him or and put down? This is fact-checked and wrong. This is my slippery slope that, that Denise and I talked about. On, you know. You better go check all the Democrats now and see what they've said on Twitter or Instagram and see if they've made errors. Let me tell you, I don't know, and I don't do that. I don't have time. You don't have time, Denise and Todd. We don't have I'll guarantee you there's errors they've made, and there's a problem with the Twitters, Instagrams, Facebooks. How do you how do you regulate that? That's impossible. How do you the billions and billions of tweets and,
3: and Instagram posts?
2: How do you regulate that? You can't. I don't think, I, I, you can. I think
3: it's going to be next to impossible. But all the social all the social media bias lawsuits they keep failing, and these are lawsuits that are being brought by individuals, not by governments or right. politicians or anything like that, because they keep Arguing that they're biased against them for a certain reason, and those have all failed. So yeah, far. I just want
2: to, and Todd will I'll go to you. I I just want to say I I also agree that I worry about that because mm-hmm. that opens up. Yes, there may be a few where Twitter or there may be some that Facebook are leaning to the left because they always say they're leaning left. Even if they do, I think the overall opportunity for people to sue them for every little thing that's said on there is is so. Huge and such a, a a problem that that outweighs the few things that they're doing wrong.
4: So I, I'll throw this statistic out to you. This comes from InternetLiveStats.com. There are approximately 500 million tweets per day on Ouch. Twitter. <laughs> So how is it that if you are a fact-checker that you can fact-check and weed through 500 million tweets per day and, and apply this even-handedly without using an algorithm? And you know, I think the biggest argument for those claiming their tweets have been censored, unduly censored, is why is it that of all that you're focusing on me? And with regard to them, Twitter, wanting to call out things that are hoaxes or fake news, I would just point this out. When, uh, between the election and the inauguration for the Trump team, President Trump back in late 2016, early 2017, indicated his belief, or he had been informed, that he was being spied on. His transition team was being spied on by the FBI. And everybody said, oh my gosh, conspiracy theorist, this is garbage, this couldn't possibly have happened. Look at, this is just fake news, it's garbage. Well, two years later, as a result of disclosures and investigations, we find out with regard to Michael Flynn, that indeed they were tapping phone conversations between Flynn, who was part of the transition team, and others. So there was spying going on there. The FBI had applied for FISA warrants to allow for the tapping of phone calls with regard to other members that were part of the Trump team. Carter Page, it was later determined, was a CIA asset in addition to doing things. And so there was some validity to what he said. But two years ago when he said it, it would have been hammered as fake news and a hoax when it turned out to be correct. And I just, uh, you know.
3: But it wasn't. They never took that down. No, His tweets it, no, related no. to that issue never was taken I, down. My,
4: my point is if they do what they say they want to do, they would have taken that down and it turned out to be true. And it's just like, who are you to where do be we the start? arbiter of where what do we is start? true? Where is do the, we start?
2: Yeah, where do we start? I think that's the biggest issue. I think all three of us agree is how do you get through all the information and and equally, uh, you know, do that. It's impossible. But I, I do think I
3: think it's very important to note that social media has such an impact on our voting oh, and does. that's why regulation is important. But oh.
1: free p- speech protects even stupid ideas and even false ideas. It's free speech. Yeah. Free speech.
3: But not dangerous ideas. Well, yeah,
1: no, no fire, there, no fire there is, in the theater. There's, yeah. exceptions. There,
2: there's exceptions and they do mm-hmm. I mean that clearly.
3: That's yeah. why the violence part of this I think Absolutely. is easy. The violence. Easy. If there's violence you have to yeah. you there be, have to censor that.
4: There being a Difference between dangerous and violence. It has to be something that suggests an immediate threat to human life. Uh, you know, or
3: take e- action. Well,
4: even even then, you know, Facebook would say we we regulate hate speech, but they use a de- definition different than others. But
2: uh, we've had fun. Go ahead, Cal. The most important part of <laughs> our third hour is what?
1: I would say it's time for quick takes, and so let's start with you, Mr. Penny. What is your quick take? Uh, on all our I got to say.
2: Let's talk about church gatherings in this lawsuit in California those who are arguing you have to show up back to church doggone it it's been pretty nice doing zooming church from my living room on my couch with my nice little jammies I don't know whose side I'm on right now. Wear your jammies to church. Todd, what is your quick take?
4: (laughs) From the time the very first human being on the earth gained the ability to speak and listen, we have had to determine what is truth and what is false. I don't need Twitter to regulate that now. Okay. You think I'll make up your own mind? Denise, what's your quick
2: take?
3: I said, look at Harvey Weinstein. He's the gif that keeps on giving.
2: (laughs) Good one, Denise. He and Johnny Depp. (laughs) We'll be back next week, 9 to noon Pacific time. Join us at radiolawtalk.com.
1: You have been listening to radiolawtalk.com. A copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk, Incorporated.
6: so if you've written a novel children's book cookbook inspirational work poetry or a biography and want to get it published then you need to call page publishing and do it immediately call 800-605-6995 now for your free author submission kit again for your free author submission kit call 800-605-6995 that's 800-605-6995 your road to fame and fortune could very well start with this simple phone call call page publishing at
4: 800-605-6995 for your free author submission kit